Hey everyone, I'm April and you're listening to the Labster Podcast. Our host is Dr. S.J. Bolton, an educational designer and former university lecturer who now develops Labster's interactive virtual lab simulations for students in high school, college, and university. This podcast is our space to share time with you and introduce you to a few of the really innovative, inspiring science educators we get to meet as we together go about our mission of empowering the next generation to change the world. Welcome to episode 21. Our special guest today is Matthias Polta, a high school biology teacher at RHG Krefeld in Germany. And he is the very first public high school teacher in Germany to teach with Labster. Matthias is an advocate of pairing digital learning tools and active learning strategies to give students the practice and the context they need to develop 21st century skills like critical thinking and communication. He practices a hands-on approach to teaching and combines in-person practical labs with Labster's web-based simulations to help students understand subjects like advanced biology and nutrition at a deeper level. But Matthias isn't only interested in digital tools. He also cultivates a school garden and keeps an amazing school zoo with 35 species that students of all ages can explore. Matthias Pulta, Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Labster Podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation. Hey, no worries. It's it's I'm really excited to talk to you. Um I've heard so much excellent, so many excellent things about <laughs> RGHG and the way that they're using Labster. So welcome to the podcast. Would you like to take a moment just to introduce yourself and your school and tell our listeners a little bit more about where you are and what it is that you teach? Okay, yeah. Yeah, hello. Um, I'm a biology teacher in a public school in Krefeld, Germany. It's the west part of Germany, uh, close mm-hmm. to the border of the Netherlands. Uh, maybe some people want to know where exactly it is. Um, we have about 1,000 students. The students graduate with their A-levels. The A-levels allowed the students to attend a university when they finish the school. So we work together with the students till they are about 19, 20 years old. Right. Okay. We have the same. We have A-levels in the UK too. Um, You have to get them in order to go to uni. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that time. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Awesome. So you teach biology, yeah? Is that... So do you have quite a large science department? Yes, I teach uh, biology and uh, sports education, uh, but most of the time biology uh, that has to do with um, I um, with half of my work, I work in school mm-hmm. and uh, half of the work I teach teacher to be a biology teacher. So ah. <laughs> I work at a, at a, it's, it's a kind of small university where the teachers after the university go to the teacher's training for one and a half year and there I teach and show them <laughs> yeah the real school world and uh, <laughs> what happens there yeah and um, I studied sport education but I didn't use it a lot in school so I have a lot to do with biology all the time most of my yeah, lessons are biology that's fantastic 
I'm so interested and I'm I'm probably going to come back to this this element that you have around teaching teachers that's so yeah. interesting I'd I'd love to learn more about it but first just to kind of get a feel for your school and, and what you're doing with your students I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about them and what they're doing at the moment you've mentioned about their A levels and that they're going mm. on to universities mm. do you find that the students at this stage are quite driven do they know what they want to do or do you have to put a lot into them to get them engaged in what it is they're learning? <laughs> no, I, I think our students, like all kids in general, are always interested in, in nature and in science, what I'm teaching. And there is always a fascination about any topic we talk about in biology class. I think uh, the last years with COVID and um, with the climate change, brings a lot of nature science thinking into the heads of my students and they are very interested in. On the other hand, they grow up in a digital world and it is normal for them and it's a high motivation to get engaged in learning. I try, that's my, what I try, I try to combine those interests um, that they learn a lot about nature and science and learn with digital devices this is why I'm always trying to find new apps and learning methods in my my classes. And it's, for me, very important to try to thinking outside the box. And um, this is how I find Labster. <laughs> and this <laughs> allows me to get my students engaged in learning. So, yeah, my students are very interested. And now I have tools I can give them <laughs> that they can uh, learn with a high motivation. That's really cool to hear. I love that. So the you're finding that taking this kind of combined approach with the digital devices and digital technologies alongside with nature and science is bringing those two together is, is really helping the students kind of bed in and, and get engaged with those new mm. concepts. That's so cool. And one of the reasons that we were really excited to speak to you as well, <laughs> because you seem so committed to using digital technologies in the classroom and it seems to, um, it comes through. Um, yeah. very, very strongly with the way that you're doing. Um, I would love to take a moment just to congratulate you as the, a winner of our 2022 Labster STEM Educator Award. So congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that the reason you were nominated especially was because of your commitment to using innovative instruction methods. Um, and I know it's had you've had such great success in fostering your students' lifelong success in science. It's so cool to hear. Um, and thank we're so grateful much. as well that we were part of that journey for sure. So, yeah, yeah making us look good. <laughs> but also, like, um, I wondered... Uh, one little little question around that, yeah. because you mentioned that you're teaching teachers to teach biology. Do you find yeah. that the teachers that you're teaching, do they already have a good feel for digital technologies or is it very new to them when you take it in your training? It's uh, new. It's new for them because you, you have to see we in Germany, we just start the digitalization process in school. Um, mm. We started with the corona um, pandemic mm -hmm. because we have to. Uh, the years before, not a lot of people were thinking about it. Oh, okay. And so when my teachers came to me, they learned in a normal school and they come to me and think that what I say, think outside the box. They think mm -hmm. like they learn it when they were when they were students and uh, they had not so much to do with digitalization. Okay, also, okay. in um, 
And then um, there are now a lot of scientists in Germany who think about it and who try to create new learning settings. Mm. And that's what I do too. And um, yes, we um, show them a lot and we yeah. try out a lot uh, together. And then we discuss what helps us, what is good, what can we do. And everybody in Germany, I think, in the school system is now in a learning position. We figure out at the moment um, what is good for our students and whatnot. So the young teachers um, yeah, come to me with, yeah, with not a lot of um, knowledge about this special, this uh, topic. That's so interesting. What tools are you currently using or what are you finding success with? Yeah, we use uh, what normal is in Germany. We use uh, learn management systems like Teams and Moodle, something like this. And all the schools get iPads in the next years. Uh, so we, teacher, got uh, iPads one year before. And um, we use the learn management systems like uh, we give them uh, material to um, exercises. They can look what we did in the lesson when they were not at, at the lesson and they can answer questions and we can see what the answer, answer is. And we got the learn management systems in the pandemic when the kids were at home so we could uh, make uh, lessons with them. What we now use in school, when all are in school, we have the iPads at my school and we have a GigaCube for internet because the most of the schools have no internet access for students. So we have only internet access for the teacher and the students have no internet. But that makes for me no sense. No, <laughs> I, <laughs> because um, they have to learn digital, not me only. Um, and when I have internet and they not, they can only sit there and look what I do. And that's not my um, what I think about um, what what good learning, high quality learning is. And uh, 13 years before, I said to the town administration, I need internet for my students. And till now, I didn't get it. So <laughs> I wait so long time for internet access. And what we did in my school, we pay with private donations of parents these giga cubes. It's something like a mobile data, the mobile, uh, it's the box, and we can put it in the... Uh, with electricity, when we get electricity, so it has mobile um, data and uh, we can, all the students can go into the internet and use it. And that's for me the most important thing that we have that now. Yeah, we see this, um, speaking here from my experience working within Labster and trying to understand different use cases across, across the mm. world. One of the things we do see a lot um, in different parts of the US and, and in Europe too is that infrastructure needs to catch up almost as a desire to use um, IT solutions like iPads or Chromebooks, different devices with students, but the infrastructure within the school sometimes can't handle it. Um, yeah. Be that because the, the Wi-Fi isn't set up right, or like you said, the students simply don't have access to that connectivity. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm really wild. I'm glad you now have access, though. <laughs> no, we have an access, yes. Um but uh, we don't know how long we have to wait that the that we get high speed internet into school and at this time um or still we wait the parents pay for it 
Mm-hmm. And, but I think that's yeah a big problem. What you say, the infrastructure. So when I um, said I want to use Labster the first time six years before before the pandemic, um, yeah. I was the first teacher in Germany who used Labster in a public school. Um, I came to my my head teacher and said, I want to use Labster. Let us try. And everybody <laughs> looked at me and said, hey, you have no internet for the students. We have no iPads. We have nothing. And that are the challenges uh, we have to overcome uh, to, to um, the challenges we have every day. And we try to find solutions. And that is sometimes at this moment when we use Labster, um, the chemical industry, private industry helps with money that we can make the financiation uh, to finance all the, all that stuff. And, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. It's always so... a challenge. So you have to look where you get it from. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. And I mean, for sustainability going forward as well, like being able to know that that will be paid for, then you don't have to kind of source from ad hoc spaces like parents like getting grants from from industry Mm. wow okay so first step make sure everybody's got internet access step two find the technologies you like okay yeah genau (laughs) (laughs) but but now we have the equipment we use labster and that's great and uh, we are now not limiting our learning process and that's what i want to say why i think labster and why i so engaged to to use it and to talk to all the people and say to try it um labster helps us to learn uh, more in detail um i will give an example when when labster makes it possible to explore the science world in more detail maybe for one example we teach the theory of protein synthesis in germany Ah, then yes, we okay. write the protein synthesis. Then we write a class test and we stop there. So the students learn only facts about the protein synthesis. Okay. With Labster, we now, we don't stop. So we take our knowledge to the next level and understand how a new uh, drug to find, uh, to fight against it. Anemia is uh, one uh, simulation at Labster. It's developed and it allows us to understand how knowledge can use in real life and how scientists work, which is, I think, the best uh, for lifelong and intrinsic motivated learning. So, yeah, I'm very happy <laughs> that I have <laughs> the infrastructure and that I uh, can use Labster now. Um, we will see how long, but at the moment, everything is fine. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that it's working out for you. Um, and yeah, you're not the first to say that those kind of guided learning experiences along with the contextual-based piece mm, yes, around right. this is the science and this is it in a situation can help with student engagement um, and, and certainly um, expanding that learning for sure. <laughs> and we have it three months now and now it's at school and um there are so many parents and so many students who come to me and say, uh, Matthias, um, it's perfect. That is how digital learning uh, we need, that kind of digital learning. Because when you just put a paper with exercises into your learn management system, that's not digital learning at all. So it's, it's, it's easy to use it when someone is sitting at home and not in the school. But when you are in the school, you um, don't need very important learn management system. You need tools who help you to understand science more in detail. And that's what labs do, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that and that you're finding success with it. 
you did mention that sometimes you would um, set a, a task and you can see the scores. So that's all part of kind of Labster's dashboard, being able to see what score, for example, a student gets through answering quiz mm. questions throughout the simulation. That makes me think that this is something that a student would do asynchronously or at home by themselves, as opposed to something that they might do in the school. And I know you've mentioned already about school infrastructure sometimes being a real challenge. So mm. does that mean that you're using Labster or using the the tools as well, other tools, in both a in-classroom setting and an at-home session? How does it work for you? Most of the time we use it for homework or hybrid learning settings. So when the teachers are not at school, uh, or I'm not at school because I have to go somewhere else. Um, so we uh, use the hybrid learning settings and the homework. So in class, we learn first. The first step for me in class is that we learn about the basics of a topic. And then you can make the experiment with Labster at home. They apply the knowledge in an alternative, more realistic setting. But I still use, well, sometimes I use Labster during class also because I want to observe the learning process of my students. I want to see how they use Labster and I can see where the problems are and I have a lot of time to talk to them because um, for my students, the experimental stuff, the laboratory, that is a real totally new world <laughs> they are coming oh, okay. in and they have a lot of questions and then it's good when i sit next to them and can answer the question what is um yeah what is this, this kind of machine what is the machine doing and um yeah so i like both situations it sounds like the students get a slightly different learning experience or go through slightly yeah. different cognitive processes Regardless yeah. if they're doing it at home versus in the classroom. I love that. I love and, that you're and, able to take the time to explore curiosity with them, scientific <laughs> curiosity with them. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but when they are in the laboratory, um, we have the time to talk. That's very important. So when I try to explain everything in the front of the class, I cannot talk to my students one to one, so face to face. So I can go through the classroom and help where mm -hmm. I can and talk about interesting questions about science. What is with the medication? And when I saw my, my example with protein synthesis, then uh, we see in Labster that after we uh, develop the medication, um, you can use it also um, for the EPO was that called it's for doping and cyclists and how yes. to find out who's taking uh, the drugs before a race. Mm -hmm. And um, there are so many interesting aspects uh, the students want to talk about. And so I have the time and can talk about um, it with them. And yeah, that. that's what I like to, I share my passion with the students and I have a lot of time to share my passion with them. <laughs> What a lovely way to build that intrinsic motivation, though, that you have yeah. mentioned. Like, yeah. it's one thing to do something and it, it spark your imagination and spark your curiosity, but then to be able to explore the context and make it personal to you and your interests, that's next level. That's yeah. awesome. That's the cool. next level, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So thinking about that, you mentioned that um, the experimental components are, are very new to your students. Do your students do kind of wet lab lab work as well? No, the no. Uh, so 
if uh, do you mean in real or uh, yes. virtual now in real we we'll do a lot of experiments in the um, lower classes uh, when they are small with in the school garden i have a school garden i have my oh, own wow. school zoo with 35 species of animals live in our school and wow. make experiments. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come to your school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> very fine. <laughs> so, but, but that is very important for me. I want to have both. I don't want that the students are all the time in the virtual re reality. They have also to learn to experiment in the real life because Lapsa shows us how experimental thing, how it, how, do, how it works, how and scientists think what do we have to do and you cannot make something wrong but when we want to teach creative thinking sometimes the students i give them the um that they have um to create their own experiments so ah, okay that's wow. what i like to do that we have uh, a an, an question and we uh, discuss how we can answer this question with a very good experiment and so they have to create it and that's something i cannot do in the virtual laboratory um, but i use the virtual laboratory um, that they have a knowledge about how to think like a scientist otherwise you cannot create a new situation of of science and in the lower classes we uh make a lot of experiments outside uh, biology, a lot of animals and plants experiments. And yeah, I, I like to use both and to make a combination of both. That's really cool. I mean, and bringing it so that you have um, an opportunity to experience the experiments or experience the procedures in the virtual lab so that you have a deeper understanding of what that experiment is or what an experiment yeah. could be yeah. um, without just reading a protocol and that is that is very important they when yeah, you create sure. an experiment you have to think like a scientist and that's what students don't learn in school a lot because they learn a lot of facts every day so i don't want to say it's bad but it's important but that's only one step and what we need i think in the 21st century are students who are critical thinking, who are good in creativity, who are good in collaboration, in communication. So we need more than to learn facts, just learn facts. So we, we have, they have to learn how the world is in the, how the real world works, how everybody is doing, how the scientists work. When we had in Germany, I don't know in the UK, maybe it was the same. We had in Germany when Corona pandemic, COVID was, um, the scientists, scientists in the TV told us a lot about COVID and mRNA. And the people were very aggressive against the scientists because they don't want to hear what they say, <laughs> I think. And I was very sad about this because I think they do a good job. They help us out of the pandemic with the, with the mRNA techni technique. And what we do, a lot of the people don't understand why they say things like they say. And um, that's what I think we need in our society, in the whole society, that the students have to learn it and to understand it. That um, it's very important. I couldn't agree more that we need more critical thinkers. Yeah. People that are able to take information at face value and assess its value and weigh it up against 
each other yeah. so that they yeah. make good decisions. Alternative facts is uh, very bad. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, something like, for me, I'm a scientist too. It's uh, I cannot understand it. Other, yeah. No. So I, I completely agree. More critical thinking, more ability yeah. to analyze and to defend your for your position with evidence as well. I'm, I'm right there. And I love that, you know, Labster's been able to play a small part in in helping you build students, build that with your students, but help them yeah. build that. But, but not skills. only a small part, I think a very big part. So <laughs> why thank <laughs> it's you. A big part. Yeah. <laughs> So thinking a little bit about how you're teaching your students and how you're introducing Labster to um, within your institution, but also with your the students that you, you get to train. That's, that's so cool. I wondered, how has it been kind of showing Labster to other teachers and administrators? Do, is it easy? Do they see value straight away? Or is, is it something that takes a little time to kind of for them to understand or see the utility? How how do they tend to receive it? <laughs> yeah, it's um, new methods bring change, and some people don't like it. So, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can and there are sometimes that. teachers when they hear, "Oh, t there is something new, and you have to use it." They're very critical. But my colleagues in my school they supported me a lot, mm -hmm. and I told them from the experiment. Uh, from the experiment from Labster. And um, from the beginning on, uh, we all together, I said, let let us say it, it's an experiment. We all jumped into this adventure and we make the experiment. And we have the University of Bielefeld who are um, looking how the students learn. They test them three times in a year and how the motivation change at the students. And after one year, we get the data from the university, how Labster works in school. And we make this experiment together. And um, yeah, they say yes. And I was very happy. And we are six teachers in my school who use Labster. And oh, okay. uh, wow. they told me now uh, they wouldn't want to miss it anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> they are now afraid. They are now still thinking after two months, what is next year? So do we have okay. money? And everybody is thinking how to get the money for the license or for other, that we can uh, hold the Labster license for students. And they want more of this, of license for more students, more courses in our school. So everybody in my school is totally happy with this tool. Parents, students and teachers. And it's lovely that you have an evidence base now through that collaboration with the university that supports yeah. Labster having an impact, being useful. I think that's the way we have to go in future. Okay. I want that Labster is coming to more schools in Germany because when my, my ch I have three small children and when they grow up, I want that them, that they have also the possibility to learn in the digital setting because that's the future we cannot um, stay in german schools still 20 years before so we have to change something you make an excellent point <laughs> yeah and we, we but what we have to try is now we um with the university of bielefeld we 
they will write about it. Um, you can read it in the newspaper a lot. So we work out loud <laughs> uh, what we <laughs> do to uh, find or to talk with a lot of teachers um, from other schools because you will never have the point that the state will say, okay, we pay lapsa for all students. That will not happen. Germany is different. We We'll have the situation, I think, in the next years that we, um, that every school will have iPads and internet, every student. Um, I think in five years it will be done. And then this, the uh, schools became, or will get money for, for buying license from, from digital devices. But which, uh, license you buy depends on uh, every school can, um, say for for themselves what they want the state don't say you have to use this so everybody every school decides we want this we want this we want this and so we a lot of teachers have to know about lapster <laughs> a lot <Yes>. of teachers <laughs> at this moment don't know about lapster in germany in my area and when they see that we in our school have so positive experiences with with this tool they will maybe buy it for themselves too. Sure. We are coming to the end of our time together. But before we close this podcast, um, yeah. I would love to hear some of your predictions for the future. So how do you think teaching and learning is going to change over the next five years, given how much change we've already experienced in the past three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I, what I already said, I, th I think... Um, the infrastructure in school will change in the next five years and it will change the learning situation in Germany totally. Um, and, um, that is good because, um, it's very important, I think. And what I think what we, um, have to look more for, it's not only to learning facts. What I said that the students learn creativity critical thinking, communication, collaboration. And that's something I've heard that Labster is uh, thinking about to make a collaboration lab where the students can come together and make science. That would be an idea, I think, uh, would, would be very interesting. Um, maybe international, that we can make an experiment with a student in, in the UK or something. That will be fine. And I think that that will change learning a lot because I always say to my teachers, you have with paper and the pencil, you have one tool in the book. But when you have an iPad, you can do so many. You have millions of tools you can use and you can create a learning setting. And that's what the teacher has to, all the teachers has to learn in the next years. We are more and more not the people who, who know the facts. We are designer to create uh, learning settings in these digital possibilities and tools with these digital possibilities and tools. And that's uh, what will change. And I think uh, I'm very happy when I look into the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an elegant way of thinking about this as teachers, almost as curators of learning environments, yeah. pulling together all these different elements and trying to help show students the way, how to analyze, how to critically yeah. think by bringing lots of different elements to that, that environment, that space where yeah. learning exists, whether it's physical and in a classroom or 
digital and within a like a virtual learning environment or within a yeah. management system. That's yeah. so elegant. I love that, Matthias. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Matthias, it has been my absolute pleasure to hear about all of the things that you've been doing with Labster and hearing how you've been sharing the technology with new teachers as well. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this will set everybody up for success in the future. Um, it's so cool to have advocates like yourself who, you know, aren't just doing it themselves in the classroom with their students but also sharing your experience with others especially those that are at the beginning of their teaching journeys um it's so valuable and i hope that it it helps those folks then find the next technology or find the next technique and tools um that will come along later in the future and just keep on developing that academic practice <laughs> yeah thank you very much for the invitation and it was nice to talk to you Thank you very much for sharing time with us in this episode, Matthias Polta. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, we hope you'll share it with a fellow teacher and subscribe to the Labster podcast. We invite you to send us your feedback at april at labster.com. Until next time, keep teaching and keep learning.